0: Decare, declare God's glory among the nations and God's wonders among all peoples.
1: For great is the Lord, and great to be more to be feared all
0: gods. As for all the gods of the nations, they are but idols, but you, O Lord, have made the heavens. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord honor and power. Ascribe to the Lord in
1: honor to
0: the holy King, with your and your of the Lord. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before the Lord all the earth. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad. Let the sea thunder and all that is in it. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the for joy at your coming, O Lord, for you come and earth. You will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with your truth. The second reading is from 1 Thessalonians 1, verses 1 through 10. Most likely this letter is the first written by Paul. Paul is giving pastoral encouragement and reassurances to new Christians living in an antagonistic pagan environment. Their commitment of faith, love and hope makes them a model for other new Christian communities. Paul, Sylvanus and Timothy, to the Church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers constantly, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, beloved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our messages of the gospel come to you not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of persons we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for in spite of persecution you received the word with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all believers in Macedonia and Acacia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Acacia, but in every place your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. For the people of those regions report about about us what kind of welcome we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son in heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus Who rescues us from the wrath that is coming? The word of the Lord. Please rise for the reading of the gospel.
2: Our gospel for this day is recorded in the gospel according to St. Matthew. 22nd chapter, and we'll begin reading from the 15th verse. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth, and show deference to no one. For you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered the emperor's. And he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. This is the good news of our Lord. Be to God. You may be seated. grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Join with me in a word of prayer. Gracious and loving Father, you have a word for us today. You have a word that speaks to us as citizens in our communities, as members of the United States of America, as part of the global community. And even as some tried to entrap Jesus, so people will try to entrap us. Help us, O God, to always remember that our primary loyalty is you. And may we who have heard your word today go forth from here, so that through our lives and our actions, your good news, your acceptance, and your love may be experienced by others. For we pray that in Jesus' name. May the words of your mouth, of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Life can get pretty complicated for many of us. It's complicated because we live in two worlds. We live in the world of the street, and yet we live in the world of faith a spiritual part of our being. C.S. Lewis, a well-known author, in his screw tape letters at one point, uh, talked about a devil who was in training to do his job. And he came back all excited to those who were training him, and he made the statement to them, he said, I finally succeeded today to keep somebody from believing in God. And they said, well, how did you do that? Well, he said it was a man I met in the library, and he was just starting to think he had a relationship with God. And so I went over and tapped him on the shoulder, and I said, it's time to eat. And he got up and left. That was the way in which he drew him away. Not by the logical argument, but simply by distracting him from what he was going to discover was his top loyalty. Next week, we'll celebrate officially the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And we'll hear more as we've been hearing about Martin Luther. I don't know how many of you got to Brainerd, but we had a phenomenal service on the 8th there. And Bishop Tom gave an amazing sermon about the Reformation. And uh, even in our a lack of knowledge about who Luther was, you know that he spoke of two worlds as well, the secular and the sacred. And he talked about the fact that we live in that kind of world. In our lives, we experience that all the time. I'm sure it doesn't happen to you, but I've known people that I bumped into out on the street when they didn't know I was around and listen to them speak and watch their actions. But you know, when they came to church, they were different. What is it that causes us to change and to realize that somehow there's a spirit world and a material world? A farmer, in line with that, a farmer came home late to his farm with his mules and a buggy. And his wife said, My goodness, dear, why are you so late? Well, he said, you know, I was just starting to come home, and I spotted the pastor who was walking. And I invited him to get in and have a ride with me, and he said, those darn mules didn't understand a thing I was saying. (laughs) This is stewardship time in most of our churches, and now that you're calling a new pastor, it's important that you undergird your ministry by realizing that the church needs your time, your effort, as well as your money to be able to provide a witness in this community. And we who've been in seminary heard often about a tithe. Now, you've heard about tithing, too, but generally you hear about 10%. I want you to know that a tithe can be 5% or 7%. For some of us, it ought to be 15 the way we're blessed. But a tithe is setting apart on the top of our budget, an amount that we plan to give to undergird the work of our Lord through our Christian congregations. Let's step back into Matthew's Gospel. That was a strange kind of teamwork going on here. The Herodians were all about Rome, supporting Rome, and the Pharisees were the leaders of the Jews who were chafing under Rome, but somehow they came together and they were going to trap Jesus. They asked a question that if he answered it yes or no, he would be attacked as being wrong. So they set this up by intention to entangle him. You see, the, the people in those days had three taxes that they paid to Rome. There was a ground tax, which was 10% of the grain and 20% of the wine that they made. There was an income tax, which was 1%. Lots of people long for that in America today, as though we could do that. And then there was a poll tax. Now, that was the one that they chafed under. The poll tax was a tax given directly to the emperor. And in giving it, it was kind of a tribute coin. It kind of said, I agree with everything the emperor is doing. This one was unpopular, especially among the Jewish people. And they assumed when you gave it that there was some loyalty now jesus had answered is it lawful to pay taxes to caesar if he said yes he was against these pharisees if he said no he was a rebel and a radical in the roman empire so he he had no way to win and yet jesus comes up with a beautiful answer i saw these young children here and we didn't have a children's sermon today and it's hard to get into my pocket, but I was going to pull out a $1 bill. Do you kids know whose face is on a $1 bill? Who is it? Whose face is... What bill is Lincoln on? He's on one of them. $5 bill. No, the $1 bill. Who is the father of our country? George Washington. Yeah, you got it Right. The, the face on a $1 bill is that of George Washington. He was a politician. And we, we, you know, hold him up and admire George Washington, even though he was no plastic saint. But we hold him up because he was the founder of our country. And so when you wonder what you should do with your money, remember that those faces on those bills are faces of political leaders. And if you want to have fun, go home and read Romans chapter 13, starting with verse 1. Because Paul is the one who says what Jesus is also saying here. As Christians, we have an obligation to support government. We have another obligation, and that is to be a conscience on government. And sometimes we become so enthralled with supporting government, no matter what it says or does that we abdicate that role to be a conscience on government around us sometimes we become so negative to government that we impede the process for government to operate now government has often hurt people but both paul in corinthians 13 and jesus here say government is there to keep one out of chaos and if you didn't have government I often think of that with the church, too. Yes, we give our money to the church to support work in the community, but imagine how many more law enforcement people we would need if it weren't for the church and for children growing up in the church and learning something about how you treat your fellow human beings. That's supposed to be, according to Luther, by the way, taught in the homes, but it becomes rather obvious at times that it doesn't get done, and so Sunday school and worship are ways in which these young children learn about life. Christ gave a beautiful answer. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. And he was saying, ultimately, your top authority in your life ought to be God. As Christians, as I say, we have an obligation to both. The world of the street, where we have the secular world, We have an obligation, and it's a privilege to pay taxes. I've said it here before, I'm sure. But two of my greatest mentors, one of them was Dr. Ted Conrad, who was a young pastor in Chicago. You're getting a young pastor here, but this fellow was so smart. He was ordained at 22, when the rest of us were 26 or more when we got through seminary. But he was an amazing man, studied Greek, taught us Greek in the seminary, And he was one of those, and Dr. William E. Berg that some of you saw give a sermon on his 100th birthday here about five years ago before he passed away. These men, I remember hearing both of them say, it's a privilege to live in America, and it's a privilege to pay taxes. So that those who, for some reason, are not as fortunate as we are can have at least a basis for living. One of the most famous uh, Lutheran theologians, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship. And Jesus is pointing us toward that cost. Bonhoeffer said, The church must share in the secular problems of ordinary life, not dominating, but by helping, by serving, and by sharing. It must tell men of every calling what it means to live in Christ and to exist for others. To live in Christ and to exist for others. How then does this good news touch you and me today? We're reminded both worlds are God's world. And both worlds we have an obligation to work in and to support. Stewardship. Time we talk often about the gifts that the church needs to be able to maintain a pastor and an office staff and maintain the building and all of these things that help us and equip us to carry out our serving and sharing ministry. And sometimes we think it's all about money. I remember some of you are old enough to remember Jack Benny. Jack Benny would come up with some choice statements. He was accosted one day by a burglar who put a gun in his ribs and said, your money or your life? And uh, Benny thought, he said, wife, (laughs) your money or your life? And Benny said, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. (laughs) The world isn't all about money. Some of us have been fortunate to have enough to live comfortably. Some have so much money they couldn't spend it if they lived for another hundred years. We're not all blessed the same and money is not what life is about. We need to be thinking of what life is all about. We have discussions about elections and the different parties want to cut budgets or add to budgets and we don't sometimes like the way our money is being spent But our money supports schools. Our money supports helping those who who didn't have the same breaks that some of us have had along the way. And so it's a privilege to be part of Caesar's world by paying our taxes. And yet Jesus' word reminds us that our primary loyalty, our priority ought to be that of living out the faith we have. Don't give to Caesar what belongs to God. That's your highest loyalty. That's no easy division. We have to sometimes choose. I I love the story about the court jester in a foreign country years ago who uh, was the humor man for the caliph. And uh, somehow he slipped and messed up, and the, the caliph got mad at him and sentenced him to death. But he said, I'll give you a choice. We could hang you, or we could have a a firing squad. How do you want to die? The jester said, well, if I have a choice, I would choose old age. (laughs) We have to make choices, and sometimes we're not as fortunate as he was. But we have to make a number of choices in our life between just serving ourselves or serving God's people. And so I encourage you to stay involved in your community to take seriously what government is doing and to take the kinds of actions that will support good government but which will call into question government that is more harmful than helpful. Christians, you see, don't just follow the crowd. We march to a different drummer. Uh, This is the earliest that I can recall hearing and getting so many letters in the mail to support politicians and hearing so much about the 2018 election and 2020. And so as this comes about, we, we have to remember that we march to a different drummer. When I think of elections, I think of the fact that, you know, if, if each of us who are members of the church had a four-year term, could we get reelected? by the way we live as a Christian? It's a good question to ask ourselves. If God expects us to serve our fellow man, to, to bring fullness of life to God's people, and to share the good news of the forgiveness we all enjoy in Jesus Christ, based on our record, could we get re-elected? And so it is. We wish life could be simpler. The Puritan on the way to the gallows discovered that the horse he was riding was balking, and he said to the handler, there's more to this than meets the eye. Yeah, there's more to being a Christian than meets the eye. And yet it's good for us to have to struggle, and yet we don't need to struggle about whether God loves us and offers his grace to us. We struggle with what our response to that fact is going to be. And so God give us the courage to render gladly and gratefully to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to government, and then to cheerfully render to God what belongs to God. May God bless us, each one of us, in our walk in this life of serious choices. Amen. promise we need to keep we give our lives now to you let us i'm going to invite you to stand you've been sitting long enough let us together confess our faith using the outline of the apostles creed written in your bulletin i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth i believe in jesus christ god's only son our lord who was conceived by the holy spirit and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let us continue in prayer, open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray for the church, the world, and for all of God's creation. Trusting in God, we pray for the church. Fill all worshipers with your Holy Spirit. Grant them generous hearts to share God's splendor revealed to them in Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our we pray for creation, for the power of sun, wind, and water, for the riches buried in rock and soil, for the magnificence of life in forms too many to number. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our we pray for the nations. For leaders of governments, for fair commerce between nations, for treasurers, board of directors, for presidents, for congressmen, for all who justly distribute monetary resources, Lord, in your mercy, we pray for the poor and outcast, for those who for some reason cannot afford food, medicine, clothing, yes, even shelter for the communities and agencies who serve the needy and advocate on their behalf. Lord, in your mercy. Trusting in God's healing power, we pray for this congregation. As they call a new pastor and look forward to November when they'll have a shepherd to walk with them, we pray also for the unemployed and overworked. For all who are burdened by death, for the sick, and for those in particular need, whom we name in our hearts in silence before you. Lord, in your mercy, we We give thanks for the saints of every time and place. By your Spirit, grant us sure confidence in the everlasting glory you promise, Lord, in your mercy. Hear. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting the power of Christ and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. Let us take a moment to pass the peace of Christ. You may shake hands or bump fists, whatever you wish, after which peace be with you. Peace be with you. Be with
1: you.
3: Yeah.
2: Let's join in the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray, our Father.